Welcome to the Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we thought we would give our thoughts on... Just talk. Yeah, yeah, just talk about what's going on today with camps and the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, Uh, to give our thoughts and to kind of talk about it between Chris and I. And of course... If you have any comments, you can put them in the the show notes page, uh, or you can email us, or I don't know. I don't know any other way to get to us. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can send a carrier pigeon my way. That's That's right. (laughs) You can put it in your virtual kit, and we'll pick one up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Stop by for some curbside pickup. So I, I I think we were both watching. If you are not part of Summer Camp Pro Facebook group, yeah, uh, you should be number one. Uh-huh. And we were watching Travis Allison, who is the one who started that group and runs it, and we were watching his live video where he was talking about this um, and his thoughts, and that's kind of what spurred yep. us to do this as well. Good for Travis, too, for being for sure. one of the first camp people, because I, I think that is a thing. I mean, I know even here at our camp, we we're like, oh, you know, where where do we what do we do? What do we say? Do we stay quiet so that we don't have anybody mad? Do we speak up like we want to do we you know, and what is kind of our stance? And and that's hard as a camping profession, because you you want to stay I don't know. You don't want to upset anyone. But you don't want to upset anyone, yeah. Yeah. And so you don't want to make anyone mad. And and because we've always had the rule, we don't get involved with politics on Facebook. You know, we don't we don't do that. We don't talk about that. And so, but this this isn't politics. This is more than that. And this is this is big and important. And I think one thing that Kurt and I have talked about this too, kind of back and forth, and just discussing, you know, where like as a camp. I mean, I don't have on my registration software i don't ask anywhere you know what race are you or anything but just kind of looking at pictures of my camp you know where do i stand as a camp do am i multicultural am i am i a very white camp am i a a very black you know what what kind of camp i am and just kind of looking through my pictures you know we have a couple different weeks that that do attract a a few more i mean we we live in a community that is very white i i mean my own daughters who are african-american are the only ones in their school pretty much that are that are black and so are our foster girls and so it's it's very difficult because we do have a very white community and so we do have some weeks especially the kind of the younger weeks where or the day camp especially it's all white kids pretty much and then we we try, I feel like, or it seems like that we try and I think we need to do better at it, um, that we are multicultural throughout other weeks of camp and different things like that. But there, we just ha- I think we have to we have to do better at trying. We can't just sit back and say, hey, we're here. I, I, I think that's the thing. And I know Travis even kind of said that a little bit of what are we doing as camping professionals to reach out, you know, what does our, what does my camp look like to the African-American culture? What does my camp look like to the, the Asian cultures, to indigenous people? Uh, you know, what, what do we look like? And when, when they see my videos, when they see my marketing and stuff, do we look like, Oh, that looks fun, but there's all white children in those pictures. You know, there's all 
whatever. Or, hey, I saw I saw you had a black kid, but he's in every other picture. So you got your one, you know, your token black kid to be in every other picture. And I know camps that do that. Like, oh, we got make sure we take a picture of him because, you know, he's he's Asian. He's black. He's he's whatever. He's a person of color. And we, we got to make sure we get that. So everyone sees that we're multicultural here at camp when you aren't. <laughs> so I, I think that's important. What are we doing as a camp to reach out to communities and and different races and cultures how how what do we look like you know are we i i I don't know i how you say this like are are we multicultural not in just color and look but are we multicultural in our activities in our teaching times in our our games and our food even you know or are we a very white camp and all of that too you know and what that looks like so I think that's big. I think that's kind of number one. You, you got to look in. And here, here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing. Who does this appeal to? And so I think Travis even posted in the comments. No, I'm, that wasn't Travis. It was someone else I was reading posted. First of all, go find some of your black friends, your close black friends, and say, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to change here at my camp? What do I need to make it so it appeals? And and if you don't have any close black friends, you don't get to say, you know, you're obviously not doing so well to begin with. So, but go find some. And and I, I mean, we've talked with a couple of our counselors you know, that we've hired and that we have out here that are, are so, I mean, one of my favorite counselors that we keep begging him to come back. I keep begging him to quit his full-time job and just work for me every summer. He won't do it. I don't know why. I think it's the money, but <laughs> I feel like he's getting paid a lot more at his full-time job than what I'm going to pay him as a counselor. Um, but, you know, hey, tell us what we need to fix. How can we be better? And, and I think that's what that's big and important right off the bat. Oh, what do you think? Well, I, I will I will say on, to uh, to something you said. If you don't I, I don't think that you don't have a say if you don't have black friends, I think that you can still be an ally if you don't happen to have black friends. I understand that if you do, then, um, yeah, reach out. And I think there are other places you can reach out to. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we don't see too many people other than white that are running camps that I can tell, or at least they're not in these Facebook groups and and such. In fact, I worked the, my, the first two camps I worked at two, they were both overnight camps and they were owned and run by the boys and girls club. Um, one of Pasadena and one of Hollywood when uh, in, in Southern California. Both of the, not just both, I guess uh, the first camp that I was at had two different directors um, at two different times, both white. The second mm-hmm. camp, director, white. All the staff were yeah. white. And yet we were serving a predominantly black community when they would mm-hmm. come up, there was some Hispanics, a uh, few whites, uh, no Asians that I can remember, but you know, they would come up to camp and it was funny because the, the second camp that I worked at, I was the program director there. And I remember going, okay, I talking to my director. I said, look, we need to get some, some staff of color here. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, you know, uh, that's that's kind of on you. <laughs> and so I remember putting out ads 
uh, in the paper and you know, however I would normally recruit, trying to recruit in Pasadena, which is where the Boys and Girls Club was, for staff. And I would, no response whatsoever. And I would constantly try, and I just could not get anybody but white, younger people okay. to apply. So I don't know what the what the answer is as far as trying to get more staff of color. And after being there, I was only there for a year, and I finally said, look, I, my, the director's white, I'm white. I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic area, but I am not the right person for this. I can't relate to the, these yeah. kids, right, and, and on a few different levels. Economically, maybe I could relate to them because of, of how I grew up, but definitely not culturally and not by the color of my skin and everything else. And I was like, I, this, I'm not the right person for this job. No. So I quit. And of course the director hired uh, another white person to take my place. And so what good was it? But I just felt during camp, I was like, I, I shouldn't be here uh-huh. and I am not serving them the way I think uh, someone who is black would. Yep. And I certainly have failed to get the staff that represents our clientele. So I'm not, you know, I I certainly don't feel like I have the answers, but to discuss it is really what we're doing here. It's just kind of, we're not saying we have answers to this, but we just wanted to kind of discuss it. And I don't know what, I know your camp, the, has a couple of weeks. Well, one of the things I, I was going to tell you, Kurt, I mean, this isn't the answer for everyone, but what kind of works at our camp? We, I mean, it doesn't always happen. I don't always get all of my staff from within. Most of them, or a lot of them, I have to go to colleges and recruit and stuff. But we do hire a lot of our staff because they've grown up at camp. And so some of our kids that, you know, okay, they're they're starting to age out of camp. And so they'll come on as our CITs, our little counselors in training, and then become junior counselors and then senior counselors. They kind of work their way up. And, and that's a has been a big help, I think, to keep our um our staff even multicultural is because it's it's coming from our campers, you know, and because we have kind of a, a, a fairly decent for them, I decent. I say decent. I, I'm gonna go fair. What's what's like? <laughs> it's not excellent. It's not okay. You know, like right above, maybe a couple steps above poor. Um, but we we have a fairly decent multicultural camp, and so a lot of that is just okay. Hey, these are kiddos that love camp. They you know they're while they were campers, they didn't get homesick. They they didn't have cause big problems, and so we encourage them. Hey, come and be a CIT next year. You know, you'd be awesome or you'd be great and 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 kind of work their way up and i mean the the guy i was talking about earlier a very good friend that i'm always trying to convince him to quit his full-time job and come and work for me he grew up at this camp you know became a cit became a junior i mean he was here before me and and kind of grew growing up here at this camp and so it was like yeah i mean if you have that you have that that culture at your camp hire from within you know don't go as much as you can. I, another camp I know that's close by to us, um, that that's what they do. They they hire past campers and because they they live in that economic, that social kind of life. And so they know they they see that. And it's I mean, it's cool. It's neat to have yeah, I that. Think that and, I think that makes sense. If if I had been to at that camp for years and be able to see uh, who was coming up and interested yeah. 
there's there's a lot to be said. And again, uh, they didn't keep a whole lot of records because basically what they said was or, or how it was run is Boys and Girls Club would bring the kids up. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have like all the registration was done there. We just kind of provided the program. So it would have been hard. However, I, that's a good what you say. Like in retrospect, I would go to the Boys and Girls Club and talk to the people there saying, hey, let me see who's kind of been going to camp for a few years, uh-huh. who's kind of aged out. Because with the Boys and Girls Club, it's not like the YMCA where they stay and they have a teen program and they yeah. have an adult program. Boys and Girls Club, they kind of get to middle school-ish kind of area mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, That's we're true. done here. Yeah. But I think there has to be other ways. I like that idea. And I think if yeah. you're kind of that traditional camp where you can see that and you have the registrations there. Yeah, so two of our weeks are predominantly Predominant, that's a big word for me, apparently. <laughs> Predominantly um, African-American culture. And so um, one of them, it's, it's called our Good News Club Weeks. And the way it works is um, throughout the year, we have, our organization has um, these Good News Clubs in after-school programs. And a lot of those programs are inner-city kiddos. And a lot of inner-city kiddos are African-American. Not all, but a lot. And so they earn, through the Good News Club, they earn a free ride to come to camp. And so we have a week that's for Good News Club kiddos, and it is mostly African-Americans. Um, and then we have another week, uh, we call it Legacy Changers, um, but it's children of prisoners. And we offer them um, a free week of camp. They can come completely free, and it's very similar too. Uh, although we have been seeing a large increase of Southern Illinois that, that a large increase of, of white children that are, are kids of prisoners. And it's kind of interesting that how it's kind of starting to shift a little bit here through that as well, because we foster children, we have a foster care program at our camp that if you're a foster kid um, or even a sibling of a foster kid, that you can come free to camp. And that also seems to be um, predominantly African-American as well. And so we see kind of a lot through, through those special weeks Something we do that's a little different probably than a lot of camps is we teach hair care and skin care to our female counselors because our white girl counselors don't know how to work with black girl hair. And my wife, as she's a foster mom of, of uh, three black girls, and so she went to a class and she learned how to do that. And, and teaching oh. our white girls, don't take out their braids don't mess with their hair. They don't shampoo, you know, and, and teaching that to our white girls. But then we also turn that around and we teach our, our black counselors, our black female counselors, here's how to take care of white girl hair and white girl skin. And it's a little bit different on both sides. And so they both kind of understand that because of what they grow up culturally. They don't, they don't get, oh yeah, you got to use lotion. So they don't get ashy. You got to put on sunblock because the little white girl is going to turn red tomorrow if you don't. <laughs> and so, um, and oh, teaching both of those counselors that different culture. And so that's part of our training school that we have that so that the, the counselors understand because especially it, it seems to be during those younger years and, and into the middle school years, you know, the white girls like to do, Oh, let's all sit around and braid each other's hair in the cabin and that you're not going to take out, the black girls braids that cost a lot of money and spent a lot of time to go through that. I, I mean, if they did that to my daughters, I would be horribly ticked at them. <laughs> and so interesting, not touch her braids. And so we have to, we teach that and talk about that in our training school. And I don't know if other camps do that to help their, depending on where you hire counselors from, some of your counselors come from 
a very white background, they don't get any other cultures but their own. And some of your counselors may come from a very black background and they don't get any other cultures. And so to teach that and, and have open discussions during training school with your staff as well is very important. Yeah, I think um, one, one of the things that you have said a couple of times, the word multicultural, one of the questions I have for you is, do you do anything like this? I, I really like the idea of the whole hair thing. It's not even something I would even thought of. Is there anything else culturally that you would put in camp or would you just not do that? We do do some different things with food each each week, I our 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 main cook is Latino, and she makes some good food, you know. And but she also knows that there's a, we have a, a large white group of kiddos that do not like anything that's not peanut butter and jelly, you know, <laughs> right. or plain food. Uh, and so we will we'll kind of put out there to the kiddos. Oh, no, I think everybody Latino. likes tacos. You know what, though? I have seen some of our kiddos that are... Yeah, man, there will always just, be exceptions to everything, oh, sure. <laughs> there's some. I'm like, just eat it. You like it. It's so good. Like, just try it. Right. Uh, and getting... Uh, we, she makes some amazing enchiladas. They're my favorite things she makes. And because, like, no, it's gross. I'm like, it's it's cheese. It is cheese. Roll up in a tortilla <laughs> shell. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. I'm like, see? Like, but... We do, um, we'll ask, I'll have our counselors ask their campers, hey, you know, at the beginning of the week, what, what do you like to eat? What do you enjoy eating? And if it's possible, it's not always possible because of how food gets ordered. We'll try and make what most of the camp wants because I was always taught coming into camp, there's two things that everyone complains about and that's food and weather. And you can only change one of those. All and right. so we do our best as best we can to help make the food be good for everyone. And so I know there are some weeks, especially our, our kind of our inner city weeks or our, our predominantly black weeks that we do. We, we make sure we have fried chicken available because that is the number one request that they want. They want the fried chicken. We know our white kid weeks, we have to have cherry Kool-Aid. They do not want any other flavor Kool-Aid. They want cherry Kool-Aid. And so that is kind of big there. And 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 we have these choices and, yeah. and things like that. We don't see a – we have a few Latino children, not a lot. They would love our camp because our cook makes some amazing you know, Mexican food that is tasty. And so they would love it. But we don't see a lot of that in this area. I, it's just – I don't know. We need to kind of change maybe how we attract Latino children even. And so – there are some activities at camp. I mean, we will notice during certain weeks, the basketball court is very full. During certain weeks, the pool is very full. Mm. And so to try and get the kiddos to try different things, you know, go and e explore all of camp, be a part of everything. Don't just play basketball. Don't just sit in the pool all day. That's kind of how you do it. You do a kind of an open, they can go where they want versus we, every, every, yeah, every night we have a free time right. where they can go wherever, but we do counselors do go everywhere during the day. And so counselors will take them everywhere. So they get to experience that but yeah, during free times. You know, if I see the same kids on the basketball court every night, I'm like, all right, this is you can, you're done with the court tonight. Go, go somewhere else. You can come back tomorrow, you know? And, and my son's right there. He is, he will be on the basketball court all day, every day, if he could, that's his thing. And so it's like, go play somewhere else. I mean, right. So how do you think you can, how, how do you think camps can reach out to communities? Any, any thoughts on that? Like how, I know you have your organization is already kind of embedded with these after school programs, but let's say you were a camp that predominantly serves 
white kids, Caucasian kids, but you have other communities within arm's reach of your camp. What do you think as far as going, like, how do you approach that? Who do you contact? So we have done. How do you market? Yeah. I say we have gotten into, because of our animals, and we take our animals on our traveling road show. And so I think that has been one of the biggest things for us is we just go into schools all over the place. Yeah. And and I, we're in schools in the city, we're in schools in the country schools. I mean, we're all over the place. And so I, I think that has helped us really market to a very multicultural background. The more you can market, the more you can get out to other schools and areas and cultures, the better. And oh my goodness, so much better for your camp too. That's what <laughs> I, I wish I, I went to a more multicultural camp growing up so that I knew more and I understood more and I, I, I would learn more and I didn't, I, I didn't so have that experience. If I were to look at your, do you, do you have a camp brochure? Yeah. And I do they, uh, are, are the pictures, are the pictures mixed? And so here on this page, um, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine girls on the front of this. Are those actual campers? These are actual campers, yeah. Uh, three of them are black. One is Latino. So mm, at least, yeah. So four out of the nine on that picture. On the back side of this, there's a group of five. I got two black girls, one Latino. And, and this is not... I, I am not one of those people that do this on purpose. Like, oh, where's where's the black kid picture? Like, where's the Latino kid? I gotta make sure I pick fun pictures. I mean, here's here's well, you, little, you say that like you, sh you Latino kid. You with, shouldn't uh, do that, but why not? If it's I, for your I, marketing, if you're if you want to that. put pictures in there to show a diversity, then sometimes you got to set it up. But yeah, but you got to have that diversity. Because parents are going to pick out real fast if they're going to look through this. It's like, oh, there's the black girl. Oh, there's there's the same black girl on the inside. Oh, here's that exact same black girl. Which comes here. to my second question is, yeah. what if you don't have diversity or camp, but you want to get it? So do you? How do you have pictures that show that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I mean, do you That's use true. stock photo where people are going to be like, I saw that somewhere else, <laughs> or <laughs> you know? But if let's say you only have though the one or sure. two black kids and now all of your you're like well i don't want to set it up so oops they're all white kids again except maybe this one mm -hmm. picture but I, I don't know i i feel it's okay if yeah. you have it and your your mission right now or something that you want to focus on is inclusion as far as race then then I don't see a problem with setting it up with the kids that you do have uh, as opposed to using stock photo or as opposed to saying, well, it's not natural. I'm not going to do it kind of thing. Um, yeah. That's just my thought because yeah, yeah, having, having worked at a camp, uh, the one, one camp I worked at was predominantly, well, yeah, definitely white, but it was all middle class to upper middle class. They gave scholarships to kids and the scholarships they gave were usually to black kids who would come in, totally feel uncomfortable because they're the only one in the cabin. Right. And it just seems it didn't seem right to me. Like I get, OK, hey, you're, you're doing this uh, to give them the camp experience, but the camp experience they're having. 
it's not one that they're going to want to repeat. Because when I went to camp, the camp was great. Like I talked about this a number of times. The camp was great, had great activities, but my cancer was such a nimrod and <laughs> that I had a, you know. Official term. Official yeah, term. Right. Nimrod. That uh, trying to keep it clean, that he, <laughs> it, that it ruined my camp experience. And so this camp that I worked at, it was kind of the same thing. Awesome activities. And I'm sure, you know, even the scholarship kids had a great time. But if they're the only one of their color, yeah. then it's going to, you know, yeah, they're going to feel alone. And, yep. and so I going on to your schools thing, I really like that idea of going into schools. Now you have animals to yep. kind of get you in the front that's door. Our, kind of thing. That's our, yeah. <laughs> but when I was working for a, a recreation department, we offered lunchtime programs. Like we would come in and offer to do lunchtime programs for the local uh, schools. I could see if we were an overnight camp putting together a special event and going to different schools wherever and saying, hey, look, we're just coming in. We want to run a special event for your lunchtime program, maybe one day, maybe all week, and uh, just for free, and we're offering our services. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can maybe let us talk about camp a little bit or hand out these flyers or what you know, whatever it is, I think that would be a Great idea. I think there are ways to get in the door. I know schools kind of, a lot of them are like, we're not handing out flyers from any groups uh, because then yeah. we've got the scouts, we've got the churches, we've got the mm -hmm. after school group. We've got, they'd be handing out so many flyers. But if they say, well, we handed out their flyers because they actually do something for they our school, something. that's yep. different. Uh, and that, yeah, that's it. Because the schools I go into, a lot of them don't hand out flyers. But because I have my animals, they let me, they, I, and I don't, I don't even hand them out. I just have them sitting there on my, my little table with the animals. So when the kids leave and they're petting the skunk on the way by, I tell them like, you want to pick up a card? You can, you know, it's got nice. a picture of Stinkerbell yeah. on it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. the other thing I was thinking of is to contact community leaders in these oh, yeah. areas and say, Hey, look, we want to be more inclusive as far as uh, people of color. Mm -hmm. Help us do that. How, you know, how do we go about that? What's the right way? What do you think? And I think that m most of them, if not all, will be like, great, we're, we're yeah. happy to work with you. Well, and it, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. Are you, are you sitting back? Oh, we're here. We don't, we don't turn away anyone. Are you actually doing something? Are you reaching out? Yeah, yeah, change the culture of, mm -hmm. of your camp. Also, I think there are a lot of camps that are serving those communities. The yep. the boys and girls clubs camps that I was working at did serve those communities, and they mm -hmm. served them well, with the exception of the staff yeah. of having you know more inclusive staff and and getting people who the kids could relate to more. Do something. Reach Do out. something. Be active. Yeah. Listen, but we learn. still don't have the. Uh, I, I still don't have the answer to showing like your marketing materials yeah the, i don't i don't if, know if all you have are, are predominantly white kids right now <laughs> because, yeah and it's true because i i look back um to my college years and i can remember we had a guy in our dorm and he he was african-american and it was about time for pictures to come out and we're like dude they're they're gonna call you you're gonna get to be in all the marketing photos he's like no i go i promise you they will because right. you're the one black guy here 
no. And sure enough, he was. And then he was mad about it. And he kind of went and said, like, listen, why, why'd you pick me? Oh, because you're They're like, no, you didn't. You didn't pick me because I was a good student. You picked me because I was black. And that's why I got to be in your photos. And he refused to do the the promo photos with them. And so I, I think so I look back on that. You know, if you did, oh, the black girl goes and she might be excited at first. Like, yeah, I made it in the brochure. Oh, I, I made it a second page in the brochure. Oh, I made it a third <laughs> right. page. And I, she's going to figure it out because she's smart. She's going to figure out real fast that she was in there several times because she's a person of color. And, and I, and, and having, yeah. having my own children, you know, four of my kiddos are, are African-American. And I, I don't want that for them. I don't want them to be chosen either. I don't want them to be picked because they're person of color to, for bad things. And I want to be picked because they're person of color be, for good things either. I, I just want them to, to be, be, be themselves you know and be picked for what they do and how they right. they learn you know whatever they not i don't want anyone chosen because of the color of their skin and so i get i see both sides i, no. I just feel like i just if, don't know what a, a camp would do how they yeah if if you were yeah. if you were a if you you know one, it won't of, be a fast one of your foster, your foster <laughs> kids they said they're they're in the brochure and you're like okay that's obviously because they're black Yep. And it's to show that there's some diversity and you go to say, you know, the school administration, you're like, I don't like what you're doing. And the school administration says, but look, we want to be more diverse and That's this true. is one way to show it. And yes, we used her, but she is our student and we're doing it because we want to bring in more kids of color, How, you know, so the Maybe. intention is is really good, and and I get that, and yeah. I feel like I I don't understand what's wrong with that, but I do mm -hmm. understand how somebody who is black or Asian or Hispanic, and is the token, right? Mm -hmm. How they would feel like you're using me. So I totally get that too. Yeah. And what, what do you do? You know, do you hire actors to come in yeah. and take pictures? Well, maybe of that or? that conversation needs to be had first. I, I know when like parents will post stuff point, of point. kiddos from our camp when they'll post stuff on their personal Facebook page. Like we just did all these camp kits and parents are like, Oh, my kid got their camp kit. So I'll message that parent and say, Hey, awesome. Would you be all right if I use this picture on our, on our public camp page too, because I want to show your kiddo playing with our camp kits that are going out right. there. And, and so maybe that needs to be the conversations had first of, Listen, you know, we are we are stinking it up at being a multicultural camp. We want to do better. And your your child is one of three that we have that is multicultural. Would you be all right if we use her picture a lot in different things for different, you know, promoing activities so that we could then use that to draw in more? Yeah. And but I, yeah, I think that the conversation needs to be had first, not just. Oh, I I'm, make sure we pick out the black kid in every picture. Make sure we pick out the Asian, like, you know, whatever. And right. So that so the uh, the guy at, at your college, if they would have came up to him and said, "Hey, look, we we are stinking it up by yeah. being multicultural," would you be willing to kind of? I think he would have because I think he, he got yeah, more mad. Would have come across about yeah much much better, mm -hmm. right? And and honestly, give him the option to say no. I don't want to do that. Yeah, and be mm -hmm. okay with that. No, yep. no, no. You're absolutely right. I get that. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. But, but anything? Again, uh, I mean, there's there's camps out there that I, your Jewish camps. 
that's going to be real hard for them. <laughs> right. If you're serving, I agree. If you're serving a very specific program or you're a day camp that only uh, provides, you know, a, a day camp for a community that's all whites. Yeah. And it's anybody who is Hispanic or, you know, Asian or black or whatever, it would be a drive to get in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, that, that day camp's too far. We've got three other day camps we could go to that's mm-hmm. close. Then, okay, obviously, you know, yep. trying to be like, hey, we're inclusive. Come to our camp. And yet, who are you marketing to? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, our day there's always camp last year would, would not, I mean, because our town is is predominantly white. I mean, our girls were the only ones in day camp that were Yeah, nobody's going to drive from Chicago <laughs> so, to go yeah, to your day camp. It's too far. Yeah. <laughs> right. <So. laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, I think I think that makes total sense. And vice versa. If you're in a Hispanic community and, you know, there aren't any other communities that are around for yep. a kind of a distance, then that's who you're going to serve. Yeah. Um, n- no matter what your marketing entails so it's it's yeah it's difficult but if you are like say if you're in within arm's reach of all these communities we can do better yeah 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 cool no questions this is kind of a impromptu episode so we just want to uh kind of give our thoughts and and things we're thinking about right now and like i said we don't you know, necessarily have any answers for anyone. Normally, but... we have all the answers. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is out of our wheelhouse. Yeah, we're programming. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> Dag nabbit. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Cool. Uh, well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.